Hi, welcome to Is It Dad Rock Yet? I'm Martin, and joining me and Steve today is Anthony from Crassroots Promotions. Say hi, Anthony. Hello. Anthony is part of the Crassroots Promotions. They organise gigs in our local area of Ghoul, East Yorkshire, and have a passion for grassroots and underground bands and artists. So, before we get started, we've got some warm-up questions. Can you tell me what the last thing you listened to on Spotify was? Yeah, it was Deja on Tondu by Brand New. Doing some research? Yeah, obviously. What was the last thing you listened to, Martin? Uh, this album. No, Fresh. I was listening to Fresh. What was the last thing you listened to? Uh, it was LS Junes, because um, I pressed shuffle on the playlist, and that's what came on while I was just doing a poop. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Anthony, what was the song or band that got you into alternative music? Uh, do you know what? So I, I remember being in year seven and there was a cool kid in our class called Adam and he uh, he looked alternative and I, like he, he mentioned something called Kerrang. I've heard of it. <laughs> You're familiar. Um, I turned it on and the first song I heard was Stay Together for the Kids by Blink-182. Stupid Good, nice. good song to uh, click on to Kerrang! with. I can't remember what the first thing I heard on Kerrang! was. It was Q music that I listened to first, and it was like Last Resort and that Lincoln Park song, which is called One Step Closer. Yeah, I guess and there's uh, All My Best Friends and Metalheads by Lesson J. It was on heavy rotation on like MTV2 and Q and stuff like that. Yeah, it wasn't really on Kerrang! was it? No. And if you could see any band live, what would it be? And it can be a band that's active now or from years ago or dead. Mm, so I've got to be careful here. So there's two bands that I'm absolutely massive on and I've never seen. And I have got tickets now for Blink-182 later this year. Oh dear. Ever going to cancel your show, eh? Nah, of course not. Where are you going? Uh, Manchester. I was lucky enough to get the secret um, 16th release tickets. Ah, oh, cool. I'm going on 15th to same venue. I didn't. I, I wasn't quick enough for those ones. I was refreshing the fucking website constantly at ten o'clock. 
Oh, you see, I, I got there. They were all sold out. And then I had a bit of a paddy. And about half past 10, I was uh, like trying to justify, like, I'm not buying scout tickets for 600 quid. I bet they're selling them for ridiculous amounts. And I saw them for the normal price. But then I saw the date as the 16th. I looked at it. I went, wait a minute. Hang on. Ran into the other room, started like loaded Ticketmaster up and uh, yeah, bought, bought the tickets. Who was the other band? The other band that I've never had a chance to see live and I think would be amazing, and there's rumours that they might end up headlining Download next year, is Green Day. Oh, headlining Download. There's rumours, because it'll be a 20-year anniversary of the American Idiot album. Well, let's hope they don't play that in full. Oh, I think it's brilliant. Now that I've, At the time, I thought, oh, it's, they've sold out, it's too poppy and stuff like that. I've gone back and listened to it, and I do think it's, uh, it's a really top-tier album, and it's held up really well. Fair enough. I haven't listened to it since 2003, so my opinion could change. You never know. You're older and wiser. Steve, what about you? What, what band would you see live if you could? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure, actually. I think most of the bands that I'd want to see live, I've either seen live or I'm going to see live. I've never seen Deftones, and I thought if Deftones toured the UK and the prices were quite good, I'd, I'd go and see Deftones. a band who are not around anymore called The Chariot. I would have liked to have seen them live, but I think at the time when they were a band, I would have hated their live show but i think now you know with my uh what's it called 2020 hindsight i think i'd enjoy it would you be buying seating tickets for these as well steve now nowadays or would you be getting standing i'd be getting seating definitely definitely who would you who would you want to see mine against me i think that's the the band that i'd like to see if she wants to dance and drink all night So I know Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers, I think they're called. They are still an active band, but I think against me, kind of on hiatus. They haven't officially disbanded, I don't think, but there's nothing in the pipeline. So I'd be very lucky, I think, to get to see them. But I would travel I would travel to Manchester, I think, as far as Manchester. Fingers crossed that they will 
you know, tour on an anniversary. Okay, so some uh, we've got some actual questions, Anthony, for you about Crassroots. Um, so first things first, can you tell us a bit about Crassroots, when it started, and who's who's a part of it? So it's quite a new thing, to be honest with you. Um, I had a conversation just after, or just before lockdown, sorry, um, with a local landlord, and he said he wanted bands, and I said, well, get the bands then. He says, yeah, but it's costing three, four hundred quid a night. And for me, that didn't sit well because you guys obviously being part of the same music scene growing up as kids, you, when we were in bands or when other bands came to goal, we were able to get away with 30, 40 quid sometimes. And it's, I, I remember playing a gig for a case of beer. And, you know, I said to him, get those bands, get those local bands, because the beauty of those is they bring their friends as well and it creates an environment mm. for them to go to. And he said, but they don't exist anymore. And it, it kind of resonated with me that I was so out of touch with local music and it used to be such a big part of me that I thought, yeah, I don't know who these bands are. I, I couldn't name you a single band from Ghoul anymore other than um, who we've got coming up in October, Dead Audio Saints. So I'm, I'm out of touch with new music, so I don't know what's good anymore. So I'm listening to these bands and um, I'm, 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 I, I feel like I've got to be a bit more free with it so um as an example both of you have been in bands that i've put the gig on for and back then you it didn't matter i knew that martin was going to bring a crowd because of buff gravy buff gravy and his lady dragging around the automobile looked down at the gas gauge sorry it was empty and it filled them with rage And I knew that Nice Clean Cut had X amount of people who were going to bring that crowd. If you were a word, you'd be gone. And if you had to be weathered, because your mystery moves in a haze I always try to explain but then lose my way And the point is I've done it again And it feels so much better without pretend I can spot a vacant mile away But you've never been that far I think I drank too much I think I drank too much I think I drank too much The promotion side of it when I was 18 was literally a MySpace bulletin board with a poster mm. drawn by local screamer Gazmel. You know, that was the promotion done and dusted. Now it's, I don't know, the scene died. So now it's a lot more difficult to try and get the word out there. There's people who, they've come to me and they've said, we had no idea that it was even happening. When's the next one? So that word of mouth is kicking in already. We're just hoping that 
over the course of maybe the next year or so, we can look into it from a from a perspective of we have built a scene in this town, but we know that there's other towns around us like Selby that used to have a great music scene, Scunthorpe used to have a great music scene. These these towns are still suffering and things aren't happening there. So why can't we just say on a Friday we'll do Ghoul, on a on a Saturday we can do Selby and you you know we 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 can start start building something that is much bigger than just so yeah taking it into more of a, a like a regional promotion rather than a local promotion sounds like a pretty cool idea yeah I, I do too but it's it it does need to be built up we all remember what it was like when we were seventeen oh I'm not going to that because oh my friends aren't going to it and it's uncool to talk about it or it's a mid thirties year old guy who's putting it on so it can't be cool we know that it's sometimes like that that's just kind of an attitude but more people have responded well to the first one that the second one should get better and eventually it will just become a known thing like oh there's a gig coming and they'll feel that excitement that maybe we did when we were 14 and 15 and got excited about the 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 local battle of the bands how have the bands got in touch with you this time around so before, I'm guessing it was more the local, you know, your mates and mates, mates, mates in a band, whatever. Can they come, bring the friends? Whereas now, I'm, I'm guessing, like, Spotify is brilliant because you've got instant access to a band's actual thing. Rather than saying your mate going, oh, yeah, they're really good, and you just have to either trust them or source a CD. Um, now it's like, well, I'll listen to them and, and find myself. But also you've got that... Um, the numbers, because if they've got X amount of monthly listeners on Spotify, for example, that's an instant indicator of are they active? Are they good? You know, have they got a following? What's their Instagram? What's the socials looking like? And and things like that. Not that you should ever go, well, you've only got 10 listeners. Fuck you. That's not the right attitude, but at, le- at least it gives you that option of like, you know, listening to the music. And so I suppose there's that I'm guessing what you do, but also how did you get your last bands and these bands to actually play? How did you contact them? I'll open this with saying, I miss MySpace. MySpace was absolutely brilliant for, Searching one of your guys' bands, searching your friend list, and all of a sudden there was a million other bands and you could get in contact with them all. Um, and, you know, because all these bands were playing in local areas, like not just Ghoul, they would recommend Ghoul or, you know, bands would kind of network with each other as well. And I think the MySpace days really helped that. And now it's a lot more difficult, I'll say. Um, Instagram is actually the best method that i'm using so i'm following bands but i'm looking at uh, what you said about spotify plays when i'm looking at booking a band i know that without the scene being built i can't afford to pay someone just one band 100 quid or i can't mm. commit to that on the day we might get 200 people there and i say there you go there's 100 but i can't commit to that until i know for sure how people are going to continue to respond so when i see someone with a thousand monthly listeners that's when i start to think they might be a bit out of our price range and if they've got a thousand listeners they don't need my help they don't need me to be their outlet they can book gigs pretty much wherever they want because they've got the following yeah so i think um, you can submit to be on a playlist i think can't you on spotify and if you do it can shoot it can shoot your monthly listen up massively but it doesn't mean but it doesn't mean you're playing shows so I, I had this conversation with the headliner at the last gig that you was at, Steve, but they messaged me and I I replied to them saying, I've just had a look at your Spotify. You sound really good. It sounds like it'll be a really good live show, but with that many monthly listeners, I need to talk about money and I hate doing it, but you always have to open that that door first and say, 
there's no point in wasting each other's time if I can't afford you. Bringing it up, up front is better than doing it like, you know, after the show. And they're like, when are we getting paid? And you're like, no. So when you see a job and it says uh, pay, competitive, you're like, just fucking tell me, mate. So moving on, I suppose, what's the next 12 months looking like? You've, you've already said you've put one gig on. You've got another gig on in October, I believe. What we're hoping to do is next year get four established events in just our town, in Gull, um, hopefully by the season so that we can have the spring, the summer, the autumn and the winter and make it an event that people start to look forward to. Then we, once things are sorted up, Murphy's are doing some work on on their room as well. They've, uh, they've responded really well to what we're doing. They want to actively renovate that room now to make it more accessible for a gig, get rid of some seating, get that chopped up, extend the stage area. Um, they want to invest in the project. So I think over the next year, we'll probably see more background work in setting up this established area, this this venue that people can, can familiarize themselves with. Like we had the old George, you know, we had this basement that we would play in and everybody loved it. Or we had the steam packet and they were your two main venues and people associated with them. I want over the next year, I think we want to get Murphy's to be that or that equivalent. Murphy's is actually a not a franchise, but he owns multiple Murphy's. Um, and he might approach me and say, you're doing really well here. Can you do it in these venues as well? And the beauty of that is it gets easier because you just say to like, like Steve, you're playing this Friday at, at Murphy's in Gould. Do you fancy playing Saturday as well um, mm. on in Scunthorpe or in Doncaster and these gigs all of a sudden become really easy to organize because you can just book bands for different locations and before you know it five years time there's a is it dad rock stage it's not the main stage we're not that big but you know it's one of the bigger ones sell out brand new Deja Entendu from 2003 so as brand new, we're from Long Island, New York, which I'm guessing you guys both knew, of course. Uh, I thought we'd play a little game, just to get warmed up. So apparently, according to Google, Long Island is famous for beaches, bagels, and Billy Joel, but it's also the namesake of Long Island Cocktail. So with that in mind, we're going to play a little game called Cocktail or Mocktail. I'm going to read out some cocktail names, and you need to tell me if they are real, so a cocktail, or not real, a mocktail. Now, for the purpose of the quiz, we need to you all forget that a mocktail is an actual thing, which is obviously a, like a, a virgin cocktail. But for this purpose of the thing, a mocktail doesn't exist, and I've made that word up. Okay, so I'll go with, start with you, Anthony, first, and then, Steve, you can have a go at it as well. So S- Steve hasn't seen any of these questions, and he hasn't seen any of the brand-new questions as well, so these are head-to-head. So Moscow Mule. So, Anthony, is it a cocktail or a mocktail? That's a real cocktail. That's um, oh, it's like It's got milk in it, I think. It's... T- not tequila, rum and milk. So no, you're thinking of a white Russian. Uh, that's got milk in it. So uh, what are you saying, Steve? Yeah, I think a Moscow view, I think it's a, a, a cocktail, but I don't know what's in it. Is it like donkey dick? It is. It's stirred by a donkey's dick. <laughs> that's how it's stirred. It's, it's very, very rare. And where are these sold? <laughs> uh, old gold. Uh, popular cocktail made with vodka, ginger beer, and lime juice. Often served in a copper mug, apparently. I can't believe you thought um, it was rum, Anthony. Of course it was co- uh, vodka, because 
you know, Moscow. Yeah, I can say the name is a nod to the association of vodka I, with Russia. I was thinking, I was thinking something. I was thinking brown for some reason. I was thinking like um, chocolate milk. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> Invasive thoughts. Just halfway through a quiz, just goes chocolate milk. <laughs> okay, Singapore sling, Anthony. Cocktail or mocktail? Cocktail, real. That is a real cocktail. I've heard of it. It's correct. With gin, apparently. So, Icelandic Glacier Mule. Mocktail. I'm also going to go mocktail on that one. It is a mocktail. Yeah, stupid name for a cocktail. This is made from uh, chat, uh, ChatGPT, and it even tells me what would be in this fake cocktail. So it's a chilly twist on the classic Moscow mule with Icelandic vodka, blueberry, infused ginger beer, and a sprig of fresh thyme. Oh. So you can tell it to make up uh, cocktails, and it even gives you how to make it, which is quite cool, rather, not, rather than just the name. So anyway, uh, Bahama Mama. I'm going to go mocktail again. Now, Bahama Mama is a cocktail. It is a cocktail. I know that, because uh, JD says something about it on Scrubs. I thought he just drank apple teenies. You drank loads of apple teenies once, Steve, and you got absolutely wrecked at a bar. Oh, yeah, I slept in it. Well, I fell asleep in a puddle outside. <laughs> yeah, apple teenies, man. They're fucking, they look like an effeminate drink, but I'll be honest, like, they'll, they'll fuck you up. Uh, but it was, it was actually Dr. Kelso. He's like, I'll have another Bahama Mama, please. That's what I know it from. Rio Carnival Crush. Or Carnival Crush. The fact that you had to do an infliction on the A makes me think that it is a real thing because you had to pronounce it right. So I'm going to go real cocktail. I think it's a real cocktail as well, but it's only because I can imagine it being in a pineapple for some reason. It's a mocktail. Ooh. Patagonian sunset. Mocktail. Yeah, definitely a mocktail. It's a cocktail. Oh, really? What's in it? Inspired by the Patagonia region in South America, this cocktail often contains gin, lemon juice and herbal liqueurs. Oh, very nice. And last one, Tahitian Breeze. I'm glad it's the last one. <laughs> mocktail. I'm just going to go a cocktail. It's a mocktail, you fucking idiot. Anthony's right. God. What's in this mocktail? Uh, well, nothing. It's a mocktail, but uh, a tropical concoction featuring rum, coconut cream. How do you get cream out of a fucking coconut? Jerk it. That's how you do it. Pineapple juice. And a hint of passion fruit, reminiscent of the beautiful Tahitian islands. Ooh. It's not for me, but I, I bet that'd be quite fun to do as like a little cocktail party. Like you make some fake cocktails or like invent some new cocktails. I'm going to do it. Yeah, but how much are you going to have to invest in like different alcohols? Because it's going to throw all kinds of shit at you. Chat GPT, GPT is quite good, isn't it? You can just say using these ingredients or, you know, the, these base alcohols. Make me some cocktails up. I mean, I asked it specifically for ones for ge geographical names in, so that's where it came from there. I, I've got a cabinet full of booze. Like, you know, when people come round and leave a bottle of booze at your house or when you get, get some up for Christmas. Or like, I've got a bottle of vodka that's like seven years old. I've got some in my garage. I've moved and never took it out of my garage. Okay, now time for the main quiz. I wasn't keeping score there at all because steve usually does that and obviously he hasn't because he's playing and i wouldn't trust him and he would cheat and give himself all the scores so i'll just i'll say anthony you're first so i'm going to ask you some questions about brand new you've got a choice of four categories so you've got album songs band or lyrics name which one you want and i'll give you a question on that lyrics finish the lyric and this is from the song sick transit gloria gloria fades he is the lamb she is the slaughter 
She's moving way too fast and all he wanted was to hold her. Correct. Well done. Oh, well done. Steve, album songs, band or lyrics? I'll go with songs. A number of the song names or lyrics in this album come from famous movies. With that in mind, what song is named after a line in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York? And I've got A, B and C, if you want to have a, if you want me to read them out. What I'll do is I'll take a guess, and if it's wrong, you can give me the multiple choice. Okay. I think it's, okay, I believe you, but my Tommy Gun doesn't. Not my Tommy Gun don't. Correct, yeah, well done. I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. We are looking for a young man. All right. I believe you, but my Tommy Gun don't. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. Um, yeah, so several several songs, like I say, uh, are titles reference um, the reference films. The first track entitled, I think it's called uh, Toto. I would have called it Tau Tau, but it's not. I call it Tau Tau. It's Toto. Toto. Toto, I think. It's reference of the lead actress, Audrey Toto, which is in from the movie Amelie. Um, the Tommy Gun one, which is Home Alone 2. And Sick Transit, Gloria, Gloria Fades is a quote from Wes Anderson's film Rushmore. So it's very pop culture kind of infused. You must have had a thing from the uh, lead actress of uh, Amelie. Anthony, <laughs> album, songs, band or lyrics? All right, I'm going to go band. True or false? The lineup for Brand New never changed from the band's inception in 2000 to the band's end in 2018. False. False is correct. Is false correct? Do you want to elaborate? I cannot remember his name, but they brought in a keyboardist um, for about five years. A bit longer than that, yeah. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, you are right. So Vincent, is it Akadi, Jesse Lacey, Brian Lane, Garrett Tierney have all been in from the start, start to finish. But also they had Derek Sherman from 2005 to 2013 playing keyboards, guitars, and backing vocals. So yeah, spot on. Was that just live? Uh, no, I think he was in the band. Oh, really? He's not uh, on Wikipedia. He's classed as a previous past member, not a touring member or anything like that, or a previous touring member. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I think what you're asking, Steve, you'd need to look at credits for the album. I think for Devil and God, to see if he was credited on it, because he might have just been a touring musician. A bit of homework for me. <laughs> okay, well done. Are you keeping score, Steve? I am. Good. Are you winning so far? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred points. Okay, Steve. Uh, album songs. Band or lyrics? Let's go with album. The album is called Déjà Entendu. What language is this and what does it mean? It's French and it means already heard. Well done. So I've got a little bit a bit of a tidbit on this one. So I've done my homework. I've done my homework on this one. So it was explained as very tongue-in-cheek by the vocalist uh, Jesse Lacey, elaborating on the titles, meaning he told MTV, no matter who you are or what your band is about, you can't put a record out uh, without people saying it's derivative or some, of something else. So by saying the record's already been heard, it's kind of like saying, yeah, you're right, we're not doing anything new, we're not doing anything that's not been done before, we're not trying to make uh, break new ground in music, we're just trying to make good music. In addition to this, Lane and Riley also came up with a uh, came up with a name brand new, which Lacey says was in somewhat a jest of again, there's nothing new. They call themselves brand new, but what they do isn't new. So I thought that was quite interesting. That is interesting. I also read that they actually stole the band name from a friend of theirs 
the guy was like, oh, if I ever started a band, I call it brand new. And then they were like, oh, we st- we're having that. <laughs> so, Anthony, album, songs, band, or lyrics? I'm going to go lyrics again. Well, look at him. You're going for fucking easy ones here. Easy ones? You asked him what language it was. Yeah, lyrics are difficult, man. Finish the lyric, and the song is, I will play my game beneath the spin light. I wrote more postcards than hooks. I read more maps than books. I feel like every chance to leave is another chance I should have took. Correct. Well done. Well done. Wrote more postcards than hooks. I read more maps than books. I feel like every chance to leave is another chance I should have took. Every minute is a mile. I've never felt so... Steve, you know the, uh, you know the drill. What do you want? I'll go with band members. Rookie Lot was the name of the previous band that three members of Brand New were in. Can you name the three members? Yeah, that, that's a hard one, that. Yeah, it's uh, Jesse Lacey, Garrett Tierney, and Brian Lane. Correct, well done. Yeah, because Vinny, Vincent, uh, Vinny Arcadi was in school, wasn't he? When they recorded Your Favourite Weapon, he recorded his guitar parts on a night after school. Okay, Anthony? We'll go album. The album artwork depicts what floating in the air? An astronaut and crows in the background. I have just wrote astronaut. I will take your word for crows. <laughs> I didn't notice the crows. I was looking at it earlier and I thought it was quite interesting. It's something I never picked up on before. But it's an astronaut supposedly floating in space, but then there are crows in the background. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I mean, I've got it as my de- my uh, desktop background. I don't know for crows, but they're definitely birds. And it's actually, he's, it looks like he's floating above a sea. Or I guess that could be a, a planet, like the ground on a planet. But it looks like a sea, it looks like an ocean. So I do have an interesting tidbit for this, something I read. With with the artwork, they contacted about the artwork, some company, and um, they literally just said to them, just do us a cover. And then they didn't speak to them at all, and then they sent over that idea, and the band just said, yeah, all right, work with that, that's fine. They did, at no point did they have any influence in it at all, but that was by choice. Yeah, I also read a comment from the guy that created it. He said, like, looking back, I can see a load of mistakes that I made because he's got a lot more experience now. He's like, but I wouldn't go back and change it because people, you know, people love it. He's probably noticed the fucking crows, hasn't he? And he's like, fucking hell, what was I (laughs) thinking? How did they get there? Fucking idiot. (laughs) Oh, shit, I left them in. I was messing about. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's quite weird that it's like, oh, do your thing. And it's probably a very iconic uh, artwork for an album, I think. Okay, Stevie P, what do you want? Uh, let's go with songs. Name the singles from the album. I'll give you a clue. There is two of them. Yep. Sick Transit, Gloria, Glory Fades. This is so messed up. Upon arrival, the guests had all stared. Dripping wet and clear, depressed, he'd headed straight for the stairs. No longer cool, but a boy in a state. I'm prepared for a life full of lies and failing relationships. his hands quiet things that no one ever knows.
correct. Boom. Anthony, album, songs, bands, or lyrics? Album again. What number studio album is this? Two. Correct. And follow-up question for half a point, an extra half a point. Um, how many in total is there, and can you name them? Oh, yeah. So there is Your Favourite Weapon. Deja Entendu. Yeah. The Devil and God are Raging Inside Me. Yeah. Daisy. Yeah. And Science Fiction. Correct. Okay, Steve, album, songs, band, or lyrics? Let's go with album. True or false, Deja Entendu is on a major label. That is true. It's false. Although they had ties to a major, they were... Um, they weren't classed as major labels. So um, this album was released on Triple Crown Records and Razor, Ta- Razor and Tie Records. They were then signed to Inter- Interscope for the next album, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. Oh, I thought it was released on Warner, so fuck me. So as a result of both the album's success, uh, the first two albums' success, the band's notable underground following, Brand New, found itself in the middle of a bidding war from record labels. So following them, the album's success, Triple Crown Records knew that they had no chance of re-signing Brand New, and the president of the Island Def Jam Music Group asked Thursday vocalist Jeff Rickley to speak positively about Island Records to Lacey to try and talk him into signing. However, Lacey didn't believe him as he noted how the label had told Thursday to rewrite their album, War All the Time, in order to placate the executives and did not want that happening to Brand New as well interesting that is interesting because war all the time is a fucking sick album it could have even been sicker probably or shitter i'm not sure you know i'd be interested to look that up and i will do when we do the war all the time episode so anthony it's your question next we have done all the album questions so all you've got now is songs bands and lyrics we'll go songs what song tells a story of a shipwreck survivor who is left adrift at sea and i do have an a b or c if you want them options I'm going to say play crack the sky, but I didn't think it was about a survivor. I thought it was about the overall uh, situation. Yeah. It's about the 45 crewmen that died when that ship sunk. Like, was it like a hundred miles or less than a hundred miles off the coast of Montauk? Yeah. 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 So yeah. So um, the lyrics of, we sent out an SOS call. It was quarter past four in the morning when the storm broke our second anchor line four months at sea, four months of calm seas to be pounded in the shallows off the tip of Montauk Point. And apparently the song was inspired by the book In the Heart of the Sea by Nathaniel Philbrick, which recounts the true story, like you say, of a crew of whalers who were stranded at sea after their ship was attacked by a sperm whale. Haha. <laughs> the surviving crew members were forced to resort to cannibalism, not haha, <laughs> in order to survive. Okay, Steve, what's your question? What's your question? What's your choice? I'll tell you the question. Okay, I'll go with songs again. What song is about a guy and a girl who decide to take their relationship to the next level, but when it comes down to it, the guy isn't really sure that he's ready and thinks they should just hold each other instead? Uh, The only thing I can think of is Six Transit Gloria. That is correct. Okay. I, I, I took a different meaning from that song, but... Now, what was your meaning? He got laid! (laughs) <laughs> no well it's kind of that whole thing of like um i think it's kind of like about sexual abuse someone being yeah, forced. Really like he relents to her yeah yeah, yeah. So, someone being forced to do something not really ready for but i'm sure jesse lacy knows all about that
Brand new Deja Entendu from the year 2003. It was an obvious choice to do an episode on, wouldn't you say, Steve? Oh, yeah, definitely. And Anthony, thanks a lot for joining us. I hope you've had a lot of fun. You've got one last chance to speak to our listeners. Anthony, what do you want to tell them? I just want to say, if you uh, catch wind of any local gigs in your area, wherever you're listening from, just just take that step and go to them. If if the price is right, obviously, I, I understand times are hard, but these these bands just want to get heard and you can't have new music without local music scenes driving that force awesome to recap on what anthony said support your local music scene thanks a lot for your time have a good evening or morning or i don't know what time you're listening to us but whatever time it is you know have a good time bye